0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. According to you, Lord After his baptism, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please." If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus said to him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up. So that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The gospel of the Lord.
1: May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Inspirer. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I got a text yesterday that our rector is out sick this weekend, and she had been scheduled to preach but she did provide manna in the wilderness by sharing this, her previously prepared sermon, to be read. So please bear with me as I attempt to do justice to Sharon's words. Today is the first Sunday of Lent and things look really different around here. The altar just has the fair linen. The ornate silver candlesticks have been replaced by our much earthier fire pots. The decorative crosses are veiled in purple, symbolizing penitence. It's all beautiful, but it's a different kind of beauty, a beauty that bespeaks the austerity and simplicity of Lent. Lent is about simplifying things down to the essentials. Irenaeus, one of the early church fathers, said that each of us comes into the world as a pearl, but that we are pearls that have fallen into the mud. Each of us is a beautiful, unique individual created in God's image, but during the course of our lifetime, we develop layers upon layers of mud that distort our original beauty. We find ways of getting along in the world that take us away from who we really are, who other people really are in our identity as God's beloved ones. This is what Lenten practices are all about. They are intended to help us bring our lives back to the essentials so that we can see things more clearly and live with greater integrity as God intends us to live. It's an invitation to go into the desert to let the sand work away some of those layers of mud. In today's gospel, Jesus is led into the desert immediately after his baptism. The water has barely dried and the voice from heaven declaring him as God's beloved son has hardly finished ringing in his ears when he's taken out to have that declaration tested. Satan tempts him in a variety of ways, trying to take him away from his true self, a variety of ways that have at their root the same impulse, the temptation to distrust the voice At his baptism funny things start happening when we start doubting God's voice that tells us that we are beloved opposing voices try to drown out God's voice and we have to actively resist them the voice that says we aren't enough other people aren't enough or most dangerous of all that God isn't enough when we know we are God's beloved ones we realize that we don't have to prove ourselves Satan tempted Jesus to turn a stone into bread, but he responded with these words from Deuteronomy. One does not live by bread alone. Jesus was really hungry after 40 days in the desert, but he knew that this temptation, this testing was more about whether or not he trusted in God's provision than about assuaging his physical hunger. It really helps to have some key passages memorized when we are experiencing temptation. That's why our Ash Wednesday liturgy reminded us that we are especially called to intentionally study and meditate on Scripture during the 40 days of Lent. Jesus pulled that line from Deuteronomy out of the vast reserves of Scripture that he had committed to memory. And they weren't just committed to memory, they were part of him. They lived in him and they can live in us. Two, They give us sustenance. They give us life. When we know that we are God's beloved ones, we know that we have been given power to do good in the world and to exercise that power with God's guidance. When the devil tells Jesus that all the kingdoms of the world will be his if he worships him, Jesus replies with another quote from Deuteronomy, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. It's so easy to believe that we are our own masters, but we delude ourselves. No one is their own master. All of us have a Lord. The question is who or what is our Lord? Seeking God's desire for us and using our power for God's purposes for the good of others is an important reminder during Lent. Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. We do that through coming to church, worship, and obeying him, meaning listening for his voice together, listening for God's voice together, learning how to distinguish God's voice from other voices. And we take that time together into our daily lives through prayer, asking for God's guidance before we take action. In the final test, Satan takes Jesus to the top of the temple and tells him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. In effect, if he really trusts in God completely to prove it by throwing himself off of the pinnacle. The devil quotes a passage from Psalms. He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. But Jesus responds with a final quote from Deuteronomy. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. This last exchange has two takeaways for us. First, the devil quotes scripture too. Biblical passages can be distorted, wrongfully applied, so we have to be discerning in how we use them. Our use of Scripture has to be rooted and grounded in humility, of seeking God's will, the good of others, not our own aggrandizement. Secondly, we don't need to ask God to prove God's self. Trusting in God's provision means just that. Jesus actively resists all of these tests as he leads the way for us during these 40 days of wilderness preparation for Easter. His example in today's gospel teaches us how we can resist temptation, too, by memorizing and meditating on key Bible passages so that we can pull them up from our reserves when we need them, by using those passages rightly with humility, seeking God's will and not our own, and by trusting in God's provision. When Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy, he is tapping into a deep reserve of spiritual wisdom that comes from the desert wanderings of his ancestors. They were in the desert for 40 years as they journeyed from slavery to Egypt to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey that God had promised them. And they complained and distrusted God almost every step of the way. But God did not forsake them. They were his chosen ones, God's beloved ones, as we are. And he provided for them even though they were frequently ungrateful. They complained that they were hungry, so God sent them manna from heaven. They complained that they were tired of the same old manna that God sent. human beings have a hard time trusting in God and being grateful for God's provision. Even in the desert there are gifts. We can't always choose the exact way that God provides for us, but God does provide. We have to learn that over and over again. It's a really good thing that Lent comes every year. The wilderness has so much to teach us. Jesus came out of his 40 days in the wilderness strengthened in his connection with God, and his clarity about his purpose, and we can too. This holy work leads us into deeper trust in our identity as God's beloved ones, and our call to live into our place, our calling as the beloved community of humankind.